0: Greetings and welcome back to The Dive, the weekly podcast series in which we take an in-depth look at a topic that has come up in the previous week's Daf Yomi study. Uh, and this is the second part of a two-parter that's really built on a sugya from two weeks ago, which is uh, in the middle of Perak Kol Kitve, uh, which is the topic of Su'dash Lishit, has a second part of a Lecha Mishnah Su'dash Lishit uh, pair. Uh, so we'll begin with the cortex that we saw last week, but we saw more broadly because it was the issue of Lacha Mishnah, and we also quickly looked at this pasuk. but now we'll take a better look at it. On the day, evidently, the first Shabbat uh, of the Man, which seems to be the seventh day that the Man fell, uh, it didn't fall that day. Uh, Moshe came out and told the people. hayom 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 And uh, this is the key proof text and support verse that we're going to see in our sugya, and it's going to be played with in some of the literature of the Bishonim also, uh, as far as determining some of the halachot of sudash lishit. And so three times in this Pasuk we see the word Hayom, and Moshe speaks about eating that food today, because today is the day for Hashem, and today you will not find it out in the field. Okay, Uh, in the Mechilta to Rabbi Shmuel, I already introduced the Mechilta last week, we find the following Midrash, Rabbi Zerika, Omer Mikan, Shalosh Sudot B'Shabat. Here is, now we can say this one of two ways, here is, the basis for or here is an allusion to and that will make a critical difference as to whether we regard to or shalosh sudot as the oraita or the rabbanan um because and now it's the, the kind of historic background because they would normally go out in the morning to get their food so they said to moshe on that shabbat day should we go out in the morning no, you eat that food today, meaning the food from yesterday. You eat today. So they said, "Well, we didn't go out in the morning, maybe we should go out in the afternoon." In other words, the, the kind of the notion here is that well, enough fell for the one meal, but not for a second meal during the day. The whole day is the day of Shabbat for Hashem. So what's the point of the third phrase? Um, Bakaldi Ban that the hearts of our ancestors and now we're talking about the people at the time of the man uh, were broken at that point in other words, they were concerned maybe that's it. maybe we had six days of man and nice gift we got a two day portion the last day and that's it. Uh, that's why he said, with the emphasis on In other words, this is a cycle. And so today you won't find it, but tomorrow we'll go back to the beginning and we'll find it there. Okay, there are two more psukim that we need to see that seem to be unrelated, but we'll see uh, how they come into play uh, in some of the literature that we've shown him. And that is very well known psukim uh, in Parshat Ekev, the beginning of Parshat Ekev that we're told that Hashem is bringing us to a beautiful land, the land of, uh, of, uh, of rivers and of mountains, etc. And then Pasuk Chet, of course, the famous seven species of Eretz Yisrael. More critically for us is Pasuk Tet. Eretz HaShelov Miskenut Tochal Lechem Lo Tachsar Kolba. And again, the word Lechem, as we saw last week, is something of an equivocal word. In some contexts, it seems to mean bread. In other contexts, it means meat. And But in any case, it means an essential meal. Here we're interpreting it halachically, midrashically, as bread. You'll see why. Eretz HaShavaneh Barzoa speaks about the minerals of Eretz Yisrael, immediately followed up with Ve'achalta, the And from here Chachamim established that the full Birkat HaMazon is only said when you've had a meal with bread, because of the Lechem, and you see them highlighted there. All right, keep this all kind of juggling in mind, and now let's get to our sugya. Now, unlike the sugya of lacha mishnah, mishnah, which is not mentioned anywhere in the mishnah in the mishnah or in Tosefta, and that's what we saw that the minhag in was not to have lacha mishnah on Shabbat. Uh, however, this, the the three meals, uh, at least, seems to be alluded to in the mishnah. In the Mishnah, and this is the reason for the whole discussion in Kol Kittve, which if you remember, Kol Kitve Matsilinotan. The whole parak is about, or the first half of the parak is about, what to do if a fire breaks out, what you're allowed to save and to wear. So we talk about saving a safer Torah, how big of a safer Torah, how many letters are left, etc., and all the details, where you could save it to, Fulash, Fulash. And then the next Mishnah says, Matsilin Mazon Shalosh Seudot. You could save, enough, pull out, uh, and this, of course, is a fire that's not uh, endangering anybody's life, etc. Uh, and you pull out food for three meals. Haruila damla Interesting. You can also pull out animal food. Not our problem right now. Ketsad. And now it gives a very interesting um, description, uh, which seems to be unnecessary, but we'll see at the end of the Mishnah why it is. Naflad le Shabbat If a fire broke out Friday night. You save three meals worth of food. If it broke out in the morning, and by the way, we don't know when at night and when in the morning this is. We'll see the Gemara will tease that out. Then you save two meals worth. If it's in the afternoon, maybe, mid afternoon, early afternoon, one meal's worth. In any case, you can save three meals worth of food. So it's even if it's at the end of Shabbat, you could save three meals worth of food. And this is the one mention of three meals on Shabbat. Now, Shabbat. This is our Sugya. It's a breitah that asks the question How many meals are you obligated to eat on Shabbat? The answer is Shalosh. Three, Rabbi Chidka Omer Arba, Rabbi Chidka famously says four, Uh, and that's why uh, some people who have the custom of normally eating their first meal in the morning and the second meal around a late lunch, and so therefore in the winter, that's it, and after Shabbat they have maybe a meal that they'll call Malav Malka, but in the summer, it's still uh, dinner time, it's still light, so uh, they'll refer to it often as Suudet Rabbi Chidka, Right, we'll see, of course, we rule against Rav Chidka, but we'll see how this will tease out with our Mishnah. Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Ushnehem Mikra Echad Both Rabbi Chidka and Rabbanan got their positions from the same Pasuk. And this, by the way, is a statement that Rabbi Yochanan is fond of using, and it's meant to be ironic, or it's kind of something of a surprise, because normally when there's opposite positions or or dissenting positions, In a particular halachic context, it's because each one of them sees a different pasuk or a different phrase as being key. And Rabbi Yochanan likes to point out when it's not a question of you seeing a different pasuk as being the driving force, but rather agreeing on what the key pasuk is and and differing in its interpretation. So he says, uh, "Our verse." It says three times, Hayom. So Levar Yorta. that means besides the night meal, Friday night, there's three meals you have to eat during Hayom. Uh, Rabbanan say, no, it includes the night meal. Right? So that's their disagreement. Now, we're going to take a look at our Mishnah, or that Machloket against the background of our Mishnah. Tanan. Now, Slim Nazon, Shalosh, So Mishnah says that if a fire broke out Friday night, this is Chachamim's position, that you save three meals. And again, we asked, when Friday night? My love, de lo achal. doesn't that mean you didn't eat yet the Friday night meal, which means you're saving three meals because the total is going to be nighttime and two in the day? Well, achal must be a case where it's after dinner and you're saving three meals because it's going to be three daytime meals. All right, next line, Shacharit, matzali, mazon shtei sudot. if it broke out in the morning, then you save two meals worth. So again, the same thing. My love to Isn't talking about a case where you haven't yet eaten your first daytime meal and you're saving two. So there's only two during the day. It's talking about after you've had your morning meal. So now the same thing. My love Okay, fine. But. Rabbi Yossi says that you always save three meals worth. So it must be the Tanakama holds its three, and each one of those cases where was the where the fire broke out before that times meal, and you're saving that times meal plus the next two or the next one or that one alone. Okay, so you say therefore. So it's clear that our Mishnah does not support Rabbi Chidka. That doesn't tell us the P'sak. It just tells us that our Mishnah supports Rabbanan's position. Okay, Now, we have another challenge, but this challenge goes in the opposite direction because the Rabbi Chidka position would be maximizing, would be adding a meal. Here we're going to see an argument from a Mishnah in Masachat Peah that talks about Tzedakah, uh, which seems to actually limit it. And that is, if a poor person has enough food or enough money to buy food for two meals worth, he cannot take... Food from the daily soup kitchen, even for Shabbat. That is, mazon arbaesrei. If he has enough food for fourteen meals, loyitol Kupai, He cannot take from the weekly divided kupai. Meaning, there's a tamchui which is a daily soup kitchen, and you can only go there if you really need a meal that day. And there's a kupai which is which is given out evidently every Friday, and that is uh, either food or money by buy food. And if you have enough for 14 meals, that's the weekly stipend you can't go collect, which means you only have to eat 14 meals during the week. But think about this. If you're supposed to eat sh- uh, Shalos, Sudot, and Shabbat, you should have 15 meals. So, mani, lo rabbanan This doesn't work with either opinion. E rabbanan According to rabbanan, there should be 15 meals, and according to chidka, there should be 16 meals. All right, so now, the olam rabbanan. The answer is, this follows rabbanan very simple, you tell them whatever you were going to eat Saturday night, you eat Saturday afternoon, so in other words, you have a meal Shabbat morning, you have a meal Shabbat afternoon, you don't have a meal Saturday night, and uh, and that's what the Ani does, okay? Um, so, So now you'll argue that that Mishnah supports Rabbanan against Rabbi Chidka also, besides our Mishnah. No, by the way, we could solve with using that same uh, logic, we could use that, we could solve this as according to Rabbi Chidka. After all, how many meals do you eat during a day? In their world, you ate two meals. One meal was mid morning, one meal was at the end of the day. Okay, so Friday morning and a meal mid-morning. When do you need to eat the next meal? So Rabbi Chitka could easily argue: so you wait and eat that Friday night, and then you've got um, uh, so you've had the two meals of Friday that covers that. Then you've had you have the two meals of of the day of Shabbat, and then you have um, one more at night uh, on Saturday night. What, um, so all day of Friday you don't eat? In other words, according to it sounds like you skip all the meals on Friday in order to be able to have enough for the four meals of Shabbat. The answer is, that Mishnah has nothing to do with our issue. We saw this last week. That Mishnah follows the thinking of Rabbi Akiva, who says, Better to make your day of Shabbat like whole. That doesn't mean work. That doesn't mean violate Shabbat, chasveh shalom, but it means treat it like a whole day as far as the amount of meals you have, rather than take it staka. So if you have enough food for 14 meals, have your two meals on Shabbat, not a third meal and not a fourth meal, rather than to take money for an extra meal and then be dependent on tzedakah. Right, Which means, by the way, that if you're collecting uh, from, the, from the get-go, then we give you, as the Mishnah in Peah also says, we give you three meals worth for Shabbat because you're already collecting. But if you have enough for two meals, in other words, you have four, enough for 14 meals during the week, eat two a day, you don't have a spe- third meal on Shabbat, better to avoid that third meal, to miss that third meal, and to avoid the shame and the lowered status and everything else involved with taking tzedakah. Okay, um, related sugyot. The first related sugyot is a very clear one, and it's really a, a microcosm of a very long piece, which is, de If you recall, a little later in the parak, we have a whole list of chachamim describing things that they do that seem to be supererogatory, meaning beyond what's required. And they're saying, I would like to get this char because I do this thing. First, we had Rabbi Yossi's series of statements. We said, I'd like to be included among those, and we've seen a couple of those, including the Shabbat, Shabbat, I'd like to get the schar of the people who do those great things. And then we have Rav Nachman saying, I should get a schar. And then there's a whole series of Chachamim saying what they, the special thing that they do. Akabai like says, every time one of the students would finish a Masachet, I'd make a party. That's the source for Siyum. So Ram Nachman said I should get a special reward because I fulfill su- shalos sudot. This, by the way, is just kind of a little bit of a question because it makes sudot, Sudashli Shalo sudot, or the third meal, should we say, it makes it seem a little bit extra and not required. So that's something that we need to, to kind of think about. Okay. Um, the the next uh, sugya is one that seems to be totally ancillary, but we're very going to quickly see its relevance. And that's in the middle of the seventh parak of Brachot about Berkat Hamazon. And the topic being discussed is whether or not certain things that ought to be mentioned in Berkat Hamazon, because you're eating on a special day, if you omitted them, do you have to go back and say, Barakat HaMazon again, or not? Amar avidi bar avin, Amar Amram, Amar av Amar Shmuel. So this goes back to Shmuel. Ta'am velo yizkirshu Rosh Chodesh If you did not mention Moshchodesh in the paragraph Ya'alev Yavo in Tfilah, Machzirinoto, you have to go back and say tfila again. B'Berkat HaMazon, but if you left out Ya'alev Yavon in Berkat HaMazon, ain't Machzirinoto, then you don't. Now, it makes it sound like Birkat is of a lesser significance. Let's see if that plays out. So remember, Rav Amram um, was reporting this, and now one of the students asked him, might be Ravidi Bravin asked him, Why are the two dealt with differently? You know what? I had the same problem. This, by the way, just parenthetically, but it's an important Parentheses is why it's important to see the whole list of tradents, who said and whose name is who and whose name, going back to the original person. Because Shmuel said a halacha. Rav Nachman learned it from him and repeated it, and then when Rav Nachman taught it to Rav Amram, this is all, of course, orally, Rav Amram said, I had a question, and I asked Rav Nachman, and by the way, when Rav Amram taught it, his student asked the same question. So he said, I have the same question, I asked Rav Nachman, from Marley, I did not hear directly from Shmuel himself what the reason for this is. Meaning, I heard this halacha from Shmuel, but I did not hear the reason for the distinction. So, now Rav Amram is saying, when I asked Rav Nachman, he said, let's work it out together, let's figure it out. So, tefillah is obligatory. Meaning, you have to say tefillah. Therefore, if you left out Yalav Yavo, you have to say it again achil. once you eat you're obligated but who says you had to eat you don't have to eat you don't have to go therefore you don't have to go back meaning since eating and therefore Birkaton indirectly is a reshut, is voluntary if you left out Vivo you don't have to go back. and so now says to based on that it seems that's who's saying it. Shabatot tovim so what about Shabbat and yom tov when you are obligated to eat so that means that if you left out ritzei or yavon yom tov you would have to go back and say berkat hamazon he said you're right and that is the halacha demar vishila amarav ta'achozer la rosh if you left out ha- uh, yavor, ritzeh, in, sh- in you have to go back to the beginning. Then the Gemara goes on to a detailed issue of, if you remem- if you remembered, right after Uvnei Yerushalayim, there's a p- paragraph you can say, but the point is that you do have to go back, which means we're seeing an obligation to eat a meal with Percat on Shabbat, Yom Tov also. Toast food here makes the following comment, Iboi Achil, hibai Lo achil. He says, What do you mean you're not allowed to fast on Rosh Chodesh? You can't say that it's up to you whether or not to eat on Rosh Chodesh. So he says, Tanit," uh, which is the famous first century work of the Chachamim that uh, the, that's, it lists a series of days when you are not allowed to fast because special things happen and in, uh, there it's Rosh Chodesh is a day you're never allowed to fast. So it also gives the answer. In other words, you have a choice whether or not to eat a meal with bread. Rosh Chodesh, you don't have to. Rosh Chodesh, you could have uh, fruit. Rosh Chodesh, you could have uh, cheese or eggs or meat. But you don't have to have bread, as opposed to Shabbat. Shekhiv In other words, eating bread makes you have mirkatamazon. Therefore, in Rosh Chodesh, you never had to say berkat because you never had to have bread. You're not a lot of fast, but you could have other things. But, of b'yom tov, and he means Shabbat and yom tov, you have to have bread. All right, so keep that in mind. We're going to come back to that. And a third, seemingly unrelated sugiah is a sugiah on Masachat Sukkah. The second parak of Masachat Sukkah deals with mitzvah yeshivat sukkah. The first parak of sukkah is the structure of a sukkah, and the second is the mitzvah of living in a sukkah. And then the third parak is Arba Minim, etc., so in that discussion we have the famous machlok about whether there's a set amount of meals you have to have in the Sukkah, or besides the first night, just whatever you want to eat, you eat. Rabbiazar Omer Sudot Chavadam Machoba Sukkah says you have to have fourteen meals, because after all it's seven days. And this is an interesting question about this Sudot, because there's obviously one day of Shabbat in Sukkot. Uh but he says you have to have fourteen meals, because Taduru. You have to live in your sukkah like you live in your house. Chachamim <laughs> there's no set amount. Except for the first night of Yom Tov. Now that, of course, is not exact because you do have to have the Yom Tov day meal. And you have to have the Shabbat meal if it's a different day of the week. If Yom Tov was not on Shabbat, you have to have the Shabbat meal also in the sukkah. And there would be three. But Chachamim said there's no such thing as fourteen. Now, this is the part that, as I, you see highlighted, let's say that the first night you didn't eat a meal on Sukkah, you can make it up on Shvini at night, all right, which is itself odd. Not our problem about all the details about it, but the Gemara asks, how do you make it up? After all, you're already eating a Yom Tov meal. So how do you make it up? If you think it's with bread... You're already eating a, a meal, meaning you already have a meal for, for how are you adding a meal? You fill filling with snacks, fruit, whatever it might be. And we have actually a B'chim that says, according to Rabbi Eliezer, who says you have to make it up, if you make it up with fruits, etc., then Yatzah. Okay, that's all the background, and we're going to come back to each one of those sugiot uh, later on in our discussion. All right. Now, the two questions that I'd like to focus on in the or There are a number of questions, not that many, but a few of the two of the questions, each of which is subject to some dispute uh, among the poskim. Um, in although in both cases, there's a broad majority in one direction. And then the first question is when must sudash Sheet be eaten? By the way, this becomes a practical matter uh, of great concern. Uh, this year, because this coming year, uh, we're going to have Pesach again on Saturday night. And the whole issue of eating three meals on Shabbat day, meaning Friday night, Shabbat morning, and then the next meal becomes a problem because, of course, you're not allowed to eat chametz that whole day, I mean, from, from fourth hour, and you're not allowed to eat Matzah that whole day. So how do you have a meal? Okay. Uh, so now we're going to start with the Bahag. We're going to go early. We're going to start with the Gonim. and Bahag, which is a 9th century work, perhaps the eighth-century Shimon Kayara. We'll see his name come up later on. It says the following: Tanur banan komer And he goes through the whole sugya and says, "Valachak We rule like rabbanan. No surprise there. Not that you have to eat. And then have another meal. Elam You just have to fulfill three meals. Meaning, Salik taka. Even if you didn't take the plate away. Meaning, pam In other words, you're eating. What do you? The shabbat morning. You're eating. You cover up the bread. Sebir katamazon. And then shari And then open it up and say hamotzi again. And then you have a kebeitz of bread and you and you're finished. In other words, a formal thing of adding three meals, both in the morning. Meaning, both daytime meals in the morning. That's the bahag. Okay, let's move ahead. We'll move to the Uraim. We saw the Uraim last week. Uh, the uraim counts as one of the mitzvot, Shalosh Suudot. Now remember, the uraim um, seemed to be the opinion that Lachem Mishnah possibly was Doraita. We saw it in New York But now the uraim says Shalosh Suudot is Doraita. We're going to see how why that makes a difference in the same way of Lachem Mishnah last week. Shalosh Suudot. Parshat God commanded us in Parshat bishalach. That we have to eat three meals on Shabbat. Dichtiv Ichluhu the pasuk. Arba. that's right. That's exactly our and we hold like rabbanan three meals total. Okay. Then he says, Now we're going to actually pull this for the later question. But he says, you always have to have bread with this meal. Because you have to eat something that's going to make you obligated to say, And then he quotes the sugya in brachot. That's where Tosot was coming from. On Shabbat, you're obligated to eat something that's going to make you uh, uh, responsible for Birkatamazon. That means bread. And that's why if you missed, let's say, you have to go back and say Birkatamazon again. And he says, the time at a and then he says, Why do we, uh, the, 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 because after all, the Pasuk that tells us that you have to have three meals is about Lechem, because the man is called Lechem. And therefore, the three meals all come from a Pasuk about eating Lechem. And therefore, all three meals must be Lechem that makes you obligate Lechem as we saw from the Pasukim from Dvarim. Okay. We're going to mention that your again in the second part of the shiur let's go back to the issue of timing all right um the rambam Let's we'll start with the rambam notice the rambam gives you a schedule one of them has to be in the afternoon and then by the way he says make sure that they are a nice meal you don't leave anything out Again, if you're getting all of your money from tzedakah, then you get three meals worth, etc. Now, the the Magid Mishnah here um, quotes the, um, the Baal Halachot, as you can see on the top line, that you could have the meal, stop in the middle, have another meal, and you are that. Uh, and, he, and then he points out in the second line, uh, well, we'll see this Ramban in a minute. But then he points out it was Sefer HaItim. Sefer HaItim is by Barcelona, a very early posaic in Spain in the uh, 11th century. Wrote b'zeh k'en he has a long arichut. And by the way, that is page three. We're not going to read it. I just wanted to show it to you. That's Sefer HaItim on this topic. Sefer HaItim, by the way, is not usually that long, and that's why the Magid Mishnah says b'zeh. he went in great length. That you really mean the mitzvah is to have the meals at those times. Now, this again comes to the question of what you may eat. We're going to come back to that line in the Magid Mishnah later on. Here's the Ramban on this issue of timing. So he starts by saying, the Ramban's comment on our Gemara. Matsatul of Shimon Bal Alachot. So I mentioned that the author of Alachot is going to be identified by the Ramban here. the scholars are divided, but it was Rabbi Hudagon or or Shimon Kayara. So the Ramban here comes on that position. Shimon Kayara. You don't have to eat three meals, you have to fulfill three meals. So therefore, for he quotes him that you could just cover up the bread, bench, then start again right there at the table and that that would be okay. And then he addresses the following problem. If you remember, our opening sugya was about how much food you could save at different times of the day. So he says in the third line, When the Gemara says, well, actually the, the, the Mishnah says, remember if the fire broke out at this time, you save this amount. So if the fire broke out in the afternoon, you could save one meal yet. He says, They were just talking about a normal case, where people normally have one meal in the morning, one meal in the afternoon. But theoretically, you can have them both in the morning, in which case you're done. And then he, again, discusses the issue of what you could use for that meal. We're going to come back to that. Um, and um, and then, as you could see highlighted, we saw this last week of the issue of Lachem Mishnah. He says, Women are obligated to have three males. Now, They also were beneficiaries of the man, just like Lachem Mishnah, so Shalot sudot In other words, Shalot Sudot and Lachem both come from the issue of the man. That's why we're putting this as a two-part series. And that's why they have to have Lachem Now, that's what his quote of Rabbeinu Tam. However, the Ramban himself says, When it comes to Shabbat, men and women are equal. So you see, therefore you don't need the argument of so You don't need to say, well, the women equally benefited. They did, but that's not relevant, because the minute that you say for everything for Shabbat, they're equal. Now that may be speaking to a, a greater dis- disagreement with Ravina Tom at the core of it. And now on page 3, you could see the Seferi team and his discussion about this. Take a look at the tour. The tour uh, talks about uh, the issue of uh, when, and the timing. This is source 17. The time for Sudash Tashit is from Mincha time, which is half an hour after midday. For we'll him, not before. He points to people evidently there in Spain in his time who do this that they have their morning meal after shah, after davening and they split it into two. And they do it in the morning before mincha time. They're not fulfilling the mitzvah of shalos sudot, but the minute mincha time comes, they could immediately make that meal. So they could eat until. A minute before that, bench, turn around right away and have another meal, or you know, break bench and continue the same meal as it were, and that would be fine. By the way, there's now the issue of well, when do you dab mincha? Can you have sudash tashit before saying mincha? We're going to see several customs that the tor mentions in his father of his father's customs at sudash tashit. One of them was that the rosh would have sudash tashit right after midday, right after midday and a half. Uh, he would stop his meal at that point the morning meal he would bench and then right away wash and make another hamotzi he said this is better meaning this is better because now it's really one long meal broken into two if he had a full meal then, he wouldn't be able to eat afterwards because he'd be too full. That's something we'll see in the, in the Ramah later on. It would be an unfit meal. He'd be stuffing himself. So therefore it's all one long meal which he's enjoying and he breaks in the middle and then divides it up. So he's following the Baha'al but making sure to have the second one of them after the, after the midday plus a half an hour. All right, so now, a parenthetic note here. Rabbeinu Tam hinihig, shelo l'chol b'shabbat, and this comes into the area of where mysticism enters into halacha, mincha uh, la arvit. Rabbeinu Tam had the custom not to eat between, essentially between, Davni uh, mincha, and saying arvit on Shabbat, say mincha at the end of the day, and have his sudash to sheep beforehand. there's a midrash that says, kol ha'shotem mayim b'shabbat b'nash mashot, kilu gozel if you drink water between mincha, actually it means during twilight of Shabbat. As Shabbat is ending, it's like you're stealing from the dead. Why? Because there's a midrash that the dead all get to go along haba and Shabbat, and then they come back, and they try to drink up all the water they can to be able to survive the rest of the week, whatever that may mean. Therefore, he would have sudash tashit tafka before mincha. He'd have sudash tashit mid-afternoon, and then mincha would be at the end of the day, just before sunset sunset. The Rambam in that chapter has a whole schedule for Shabbat. And the way the schedule works is you then go after the Sudat HaBoker, you go to shul, you learn, you say Mincha, then you go home and you eat until the end of the day, which means the Rambam has the opposite Mincha first. So the, the, uh, the tour... Um, opposes Rabbeinu Tam in favor of the Rambam and says it's better to have Mincha first. Because there's a different consideration. Once it's Zman Mincha, you really are not allowed to sit down to a big meal until you say tfilah. So you can't have a whole afternoon of having a meal and have Mincha afterwards. And so therefore, he says it's better to follow. And in this way, he subtly is disagreeing with his father also. Uh, perhaps... Um, about having the Sudash Lishit right after Zman Mincha starts, because then you're going to say Mincha later. All right, back, that. So, so one of the topics here that we see is the question of when is the proper time, and almost everybody is in agreement that the proper time is in the afternoon, uh, and then we see a disagreement about whether it's before or after Mincha. So let's jump ahead for a moment to the Shulchan Aruch, which is Source 21, and he says, Yehezah Me'od L'Kayim Sudash Lishit. All right, you have to, and the tour started the same way. It's important to be careful. fulfill Sudash mean, If you're full, just have a little bit. If you really can't eat, then uh, you don't have to pain yourself. But, but he quotes the pasuk in Kohelet. So don't be too uh, don't be too too full. In other words, a smart person plans for the future. Eat relatively lightly in the morning, so that you're still hungry for sudash Now the Ramah says, Interesting take, where we flip the problem of the timing, and he says, if for some reason you didn't eat Friday night, you were sick, you went to sleep right after davening, or missed that, and woke up, it was Shabbat morning, you have to eat three meals on Shabbat day. That's not Bavichidka, that's Hayom Hayom Hayom, three meals on Shabbat day. He doesn't say when you'd have, we'd assume the first two would be in the morning. Now, Zmanah, the Shochanach, Mishiagia, Zmanham Mincha, Dahainu Mishesh Shaotu Mechza Ulamala. to the time of Sudash tshit is from the time that Mincha starts, half an hour after midday. If you had it earlier, he rejects the Bahag, you did not fulfill Sudash Tushit. Right? And then the Ramah says, right? He has that quote from the from, um, Rousseau about Rabbein Utam, etc. Okay. Um, and then he says Now this is the Bahag's case. This is like the Rush. Let's say the morning meal went until Mincha time, which in many of our communities it starts around then, certainly in the winter. He said at that point you should stop the meal. bench, and start and then start the meal again, meaning b karamotsi again, we And that's Shalos Sudot. If you're eating that late in the morning, you're eating later would be filling yourself, stuffing yourself. All right? But the Ramah says, If somebody knows that they could still eat a decent meal after Damni Mencha with the Tzibor, Don't make your Sudah Shaloshit before Mencha, as we said, it's not proper. The proper thing is mincha. And then Sudash Dujit for two reasons. A, the Rambam's schedule. And B, because you should not be eating a meal before tefillah if it's man tefillah. Miu yimasah Okay, good. Okay, so now let's go back to the second topic, which is what you're supposed to eat during this meal. So if you remember in the Reim, first, the first uh, in the way back on, on page 2 in source 12, the Reim said... You're obligated to eat a meal with bread because the whole pasuk that gives us shalos sudot is a pasuk about the lechem. Now let's go to the Ramban in source 15. The Ramban in source 15 um, says the following: the nami. It's on the third line. Man de amar de mashlim lahuba You could have shalos sudot. There's some people who say. You could have with, with fruit of minetargimah, sort of snacks, some cakes maybe. And he quotes our Gemara in Sukkah, if you recall. The Diva Rebel said you have to have 14 meals in the suka. But my Mashtimah, so Rebel Yezer remember said if you missed the first night, you can make it up on Shmini but you're already having a meal, so how do you make it up? My dream of um, that's fruit. Right. So, in other words, even though Rava challenges whether or not Perot African needs a sukkah, right? we end up ruling like Korbelezer like here, meaning that that would be considered to be a way to Mimashlim. Um, But, Urcha de Milt of a pot. But the normal way is f- is bread. we talking about But Ravina Tam says no. You can't use fruit and other uh, things. You have to have bread. Okay, and okay. So now we go further down to the uh, to the Rambam in source eighteen. The Rambam in source eighteen. Talks about oneg Shabbat, and he says Part of oneg Shabbat is wine and meat, right? etc. Now the Rambam, um, then, is is uh, is, uh, and he, then he says at the end of the line that the whole schedule I mentioned, the calendar, via at the end, al You have to make sudash tashit on wine. will say Shabbat. Interesting question that we're not going to deal with here is whether or not it's appropriate to have chalavi, which, by the way, is quite, not universal, but quite common to have dairy products, especially in the summer when sudash tashit is later, uh, to have them at, uh, at sudash tashit. It seems from the Rambam that maybe you have to have meat um, so let's take a look at this the Rambam says you have to have a full meal and wine so there's two components here we're going to take them both apart the Ran Rabbi Nisim Ben Ruven of Gerona uh, 13th century uh, has the following comment in, in his commentary on Shabbat in Arsugah he says he also quotes his opinion that you could have Sudash Tushit with fruit the and he quotes the same thing about the about uh, from Masachat Sukkot. Exactly as we saw. Remember, we asked if you're if you're allowed to have sudarst sheet of something that's not bread then why are we challenging Rabbanan from the rule that you give 14 meals to a poor person? Because normally it's bread, so therefore we said, you'd have to give him 15 or 16 meals. So if the guy wants to have bread, we have to give him 15 meals worth or 16 meals worth. But, and the Ran seems to favor this opinion, you could fulfill Sudash the Sheet with just uh, fruit. Okay. Now, if you remember, the Rambam's position was that you have to be kovei alayayin. What does that mean? It means one of two things. It means to have wine at the meal or to make Kiddush. Mm-hmm. Kiddush before the meal. All right? So let's see. Chatav Rambam Zashgam, sudash t'ashit kovei What's He says, v'adoni avi arosh, the tour says, my father, the Rosh said, lo hayam varech alayayin, korim. He said he would not make baray before the meal. By the way, which brings up a whole problem of kadim and brachot because... Hamotzi should always come before Yom, before Geffen because of the pasuk Chita who Soravi Geffen. Geffen is after Chita. The The Rosh's argument was that the day of Shabbat and the night of Shabbat are parallel. The nyan kiddush ma laila sagi Now, Just like at night you make kiddush once af There's one kiddush during the day, and that's the first kiddush you make after davening. Okay, um, good. So. Um, the tour then, talking about the second topic, so you see the tour quotes a the, his father who rejects the of making kiddish. We're going to see a middle opinion here. Uh, and then, deferring to what you eat for Sudash Tishit, like the run. He says, you know what Mine Tagima is? Something that's made of the grains, meaning like a cake, cookies, Thing like that, things that you make. sukal, etc. And he quotes the thing about Rebel Leizer. And the re and others. We saw this in many places. Says that you um, that because the entire three meal notion is derived from hayom, 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 and that's about bread. Therefore, you have to have pot at every place. Now take a look at the Shochan Aruch source twenty one, right? Um, in uh, in source uh, in Psif David he says, "Einot You don't have to make a kiddush at sudash Shlishit, right? Um, however, there is a, I mentioned a a, a custom a, a middle ground. There is a custom to have wine during the third meal. And there's some who argue that that's what the Rambam meant. The Torah clearly didn't feel that way. Some argue that what the Rambam meant was not to make kiddush, but to make sure to have wine at the meal. So that's a middle ground. The Chassidim have a custom of making kiddush. Some, many Chassidim, have a custom of making kiddush in the middle of Sudash Sushid. Uh, Halken, Berach, etc. But in the middle, not at the beginning. Okay. The Aruch then says, al- Now he brings all the opinions. Watch this. He said you have to use bread. Earlier he said, uh, L'chemishnah. Some people say you could use it from the grains, meaning like cakes. Or things that you put on bread. Right? Not perot. It goes all the way down to fruit. But the proper thing is the first one. Unless you're really full and you can't have anything else, so you have some fruit. But otherwise you should have bread. And then the Ramah adds our point, which is if you're not allowed to have bread, you can go into Erev Pesach, like when Shabbat is Erev Pesach, and you can't have bread then, then you could f- fulfill it with fruit. Right? And he ref- ref- refers us to later on in Erev uh, in Pesach, in the Shulchan Aruch. Last point here. Um, and then we're going to bring it back to, to, as we always do, bring it back to the first source and see how certain things play out. The Shulchan ar also says, Nashim chayavot Now, this was a something that we saw in the Ramban, and the Ramban quotes Rebbeinu Thomas saying the reason was because Afein And then he says, you don't need that because when it comes to Shabbat, women and men are equal for everything. The Taz comments on this as follows So the Taz takes kind of a different slice than than the Ramban He says, when the Torah says eat it today, meaning Moshe is telling Pnei Yisrael about the mind He says, eat it today, today is the day of Shabbat Hashem Today you won't find the field He says it three times, he's talking to everybody which means everybody's obligated to eat and therefore, they, I'm going to do it to three times. And therefore, women are also included. And I think what the Taz is doing here is he's finding an interesting middle ground, because because um, of of course the problem is is Suda sheet like the Rame seems to think the or is it a mitzvah like the Ramam seems to imply by connecting it to Oneg, or is it like most people seem to say the Rabbanan? Now, if it's the rabbanan, then we can employ The tam says. If, on the other hand, it is not the rabbanan, then we run the problem of mitzvata se graman why are women chayav. And the answer is that, and this is where the Taj says, well, whether you say it's the right to the rabbanan, it's still going to work out because you don't need to come to the reason that women are included in everything on Shabbat equally to men. Here, it's actually on point. The whole experience of the man was for everybody. Everybody had man. And if everybody had hayom, 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 that means that the three meals apply equally to everybody. So let's bring it back and look at our at our passage, and we're going to see something curious. Because Moshe says, <laughs> And if we're going to now interpret that Moshe is actually telling them, I want you to have three meals today, which means you had one last night, I want you to have a meal today, and then another meal later on in the day, so that there's three meals during this day, then we have a little bit of a problem. Do they have enough food for that? So it seems to imply that at least in the Midbar, if that's what they were doing, they either always ate both meals during the day, one mid-morning and one at the end of the day, but daytime, or else on Shabbatot, they would have that meal during the day, but they would not have a meal at night, which, by the way, is is, is certainly possible. Um, It does raise an interesting question with the obligation that Shulchan Aruch mentions about setting your table Saturday night for a Malav Malka, how that reconciles itself with the whole story of the man and what actually took place. But then we'll come back to what we said last week, is that we're not actually recreating the desert experience fully, and this is the Taz would disagree with this. We're not recreating the desert experience fully, but what we're doing is we're making the Shabbat table a mitzrayim, in the fullest sense of remembering the man at every meal. So the way we have the bread, the Lacha Mishnah, the board below and the cover above, etc., and the fact that everybody's included in this mm-hmm. is a commemoration to uh to uh to the man. And that way Shabbat indeed is not only but Zikar Okay, in touch them next week, we're gonna pick it up. I'm going to take a look at some of the laws of Mukta, some of the principles of Mukta. In the meantime, we should have a wonderful week. Stay healthy.